Welcome to the Roundtable Sports Podcast, September 23rd, 2021. I am your host, Q, joined by Saint. Saint, what's good with you? Uh, my Buckeyes got a week to lick their wounds, man. He's looking kind of uh, not as dominant as I was hoping last week, so. Mm, definitely. They got a freshman quarterback. That's why I think people are forgetting, too. Like, this is a, you know, usually Ohio State has quarterbacks that's ready to go. This is they, like a true freshman almost, so. Yeah, he's a true freshman. So he and he has a lot of promise, so he's, he'll be good. Um, Michigan won, of course, but, I mean, they beat a junior college, basically, Northern Illinois. <laughs> so it's nothing to get too excited about. To our Northern Illinois fans out there, he was just playing. We know that y'all in the MAC conference. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry for all those MAC conference guys. <laughs> Actually, I had a couple of buddies, I think, that listen to this podcast that one of them, I think, played football in the Mac, so my bad. Yeah, no disrespect. Because no <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to lie, if I had a chance to play in the Mac, I probably would have to. Um, but anyway, man, so as we were talking over the weeks, we've been talking about this Ben Simmons thing. It's been a long, chaotic story. It's kind of weird. It's one of the oddest free agents. Well, I won't even say free agents, but just one of the oddest... <laughs> scenario stories that I've ever encountered, you know, basketball because, I mean, it just really kind of I don't know, just don't know where he's going to go, so the updated news with Ben Simmons is that he's not reporting to training camp. Training camp starts probably within a week. Uh, he has cut off all communication with Philadelphia 76 officials, and also, he does not mind being traded anywhere as long as he's not in Philly. So, Saying, I'm going to ask you this question because this is the question that I had amongst some of my other friends. Is it more because Ben Simmons is being unprofessional that it's gotten to this point, or is it because of the organization not moving him in a decent time? The combination of both. Uh, if you're a professional, anything, you're expected to carry yourself as such. And I feel like in this case, it's another. It's another case of a not necessarily a superstar, but a player forcing their way out of a contract. Um, he has what five years, four or five years left on his contract, and he said he he won't suit up to play for um, yeah. play for Philadelphia anymore. If I were in Philly and I were the GM, his ass would be sitting every game, and he would be getting fined every game until that contract was bet or until I felt Damn. like I, I wanted to trade him. You can't have four years left in your contract and be like, oh, I don't want to do this. I won't play for your team anymore. You need to get me out of here. That's not how that mm-hmm. works. That's not how that works. And Even if it took the whole season, you would sit him? Yeah, I would. Cause, I mean, there's a ton of players out there that you can slide slide in for them and they would help Philly be a better squad, more complete squad. Uh, than with a pouting Ben Simmons on the end. They had, who was that? Uh, what was the center's name? Um, Andrew Bynum. Mm-hmm. Sat him for, well, he was hurt the majority of the time he was there, but still, even when he couldn't yeah. play, they, they sat his ass too. Like, I don't, nah, you don't get to skip out after signing a contract extension for four, four or five years. I'm like, I don't want to play here anymore. Nah, that's not how that mm-hmm. worked, fam. And that's crazy. I'm looking at it now. He is in his second year of a five-year, exactly, hundred seventy-seven point two million contract. He is due 
33 million this year yep, in salary. You're going to be paying me back about a million of that because I'm finding you at least 35 to 50K every game that you miss until you come on back. See, I think I know a lot of people doesn't agree with Kendrick Perkins. Perkins is my guy. I like Perk. He made a good point. People don't, I don't think not people, but players don't understand that when this new CBA comes up in the next year, a few years, they are going to push back on a lot of this now because they, I guess in the previous one, they wanted to give more player control, you know, player empowerment, not be owned. But when you are an owner and you are giving your star players these big contracts, rewarding them, um, trying to compete with the competition as far as your other teams and the market. And then all of a sudden, I don't want to play anymore. Never mind. It causes chaos and disruption now Philly's in a position where they were last year a contender to now they have to figure out what can we at least get for Ben Simmons that is suitable and that won't cause a whole rebuild because now you're going to make MB unhappy not because Ben Simmons is leaving it's because you're not getting a lot of value and it's going to put a lot of load on him which we know that MB can be injury prone he's right. a seven footer you know he has foot issues sometimes back issues knee issues yeah anything you know so in that situation you got to really think so the teams that we know we talked about is Philly um, trading with is Portland uh, we talked about Golden State um, the teams Those that I'm saying, hearing, no. yeah, I mean, they wanted Draymond and they yeah, want, I guess it was like a Draymond. Yeah. Something like that. And like every combination that they had, Golden State was like, nah, that's, that's doing too much for Ben Simmons. Cause right. you got to look at it. Ben Simmons, way he's acting now, what championship team wants an attitude like that? He's showing right, right now. It's like, Hey. If I don't get my way, this is how I'm acting. Because if we look at it from a retrospect, this all started because he didn't want to shoot in the playoffs. <laughs> he doesn't want to work on his shot, and I don't understand that. Like, I th- I think it was Stephen A. Smith that said that he just doesn't, he can't handle that that heat that Philadelphia fans bring, whether it's hockey, football, or basketball. They are a tough crowd, uh, and it's hard to. You know, be able to take that, but still, like you said, you getting paid all this money, man. You got to be able to show up, like you in, you know, these videos on Instagram working on your jumper. And then when we get to game time, you don't even really try, right? Like, geez, okay, then if you're gonna not shoot, get your big ass down to the post. You six eleven, post up, you're passing, you know, four or whatever, and call it a day. You, yeah. you after that, just hey, you're not bringing the ball up like that. You can bring it up in fast breaks or something, but you're not doing that. Um, you the point guard, you know that's kind of crazy. I agree. I no, I'm just over the thought of players forcing their way out of deals. We saw it actually the last three years. We've seen something similar. Yeah. You had AD do it. You had Harden force his way out of Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have Ben Simmons forcing his way out of uh, Philadelphia. And it's like, come on, man, at, at some point. And I don't know if it's the old head in me talking because I, and then I know the teams can trade those players at any given time whenever they feel like it. And there's nothing that those players can do about it. 
but you can't force your way out of a deal. You got damn four years left on a five-year deal. Right. Doesn't make any sense? Yeah, I think he might be the worst situation. I think, like AD, I think it was this, like they asked, "Was he gonna sign the extension?" He was like, "No." <laughs> and then it became even more chaotic because he started, you know, pushing back. They started sitting him down and things like that. So it just became just chaos. And then with James Harden. Um, like you said, he had a lot of money on his contract as well. And he showed up to camp somewhat out of shape. And then it kind of backfired him later on in the playoffs because then he got a hamstring injury. So um, I think this is going to be one of the last times we see this. Uh, of course, players are going to ask for trades. And there's nothing wrong for that. But like you said, be a professional. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and continue to play. And let it play out and say, hey, I'm here. This is what I'm doing. This is my job. Keep it moving and let your agent and the front office handle that. When you just don't show up and everything, that's just not only brings the morale on the team, but it kind of just makes your reputation not look so good. Right. And what team is going to go out on a limb and say, all right, that's who I want in my locker room? Like you were saying about the Warriors, yeah. I mean, the moment that he doesn't get his way, he's going to uh, take one of those butterfly-esque knives and, and, gut my, uh, and gut my organization on his way out. Nah, we don't need that. Right. So even if somehow they were able to keep Draymond, there's no way Draymond, Clay, or Steph is going to allow that type of behavior on a team. Right. I don't even think Steve Kerr would either. I mean, they all have championship pedigree, so, you know, they're not coming in there thinking like, all right, Ben, go ahead and help help us. But then when you don't want to feel like playing or you don't want to take a shot, they're not going to say nothing to you. I mean, they're going to definitely get on your head. And even with Portland, like, dang, he's very boisterous as well. If that was a trade between him and CJ McCollum, I don't think Dame would be too high. So it's just a complex situation, man. Yeah, no, I agree. I think at the end of the day that uh, Ben Simmons is, he's had, what, five years to to develop something resembling a jump shot and to get confident enough to take it in game. It's great to see you doing it against... Uh, lower level competition or just in in the well, in practice mode you sit in practice mode mm-hmm. all day but what you do when you out there on the floor and there was no reason for them to lose to Atlanta last year not at all <laughs> it threw me off that they ended up losing so yeah <laughs> it's it time for it's time for him to go yeah he, but, he got drafted in 2016 and I forgot he didn't even play his first year he yeah. really played the second year so he had time to like just in the gym work on it right and wow. here we are <laughs> and another confusing situation speaking of the Golden State Warriors um, we're talking about Andrew Wiggins so what's going on right now is that I believe in either the state of California, but I'm thinking it's actually mostly um, in San Francisco where they're going to stay where you play. There's a mandate on vaccinations, as we was talking about last week. Mm -hmm. And Andrew Wiggins has refused to take his shots. Um, 90% of the NBA is vaccinated. Um, Pretty much they had to in order to play. I think San Francisco and New York are the only two teams that have mandated this. And wants the players to um, make sure they vaccinate. I think NBA, like we we're saying in general, wants them, but actual cities. Mm-hmm. And he's refusing. So 
in this situation, if he is still on the Golden State Warriors, he will miss up to 41 games and he will miss out on $350,000 this year in play. So I want to ask you, Saint, what should the Warriors do in the situation? Just don't play him on home games or should they just really look for a trade right now? I would be shopping around to see what you can get from him as far as a trade is concerned. Uh, I think it goes back to that whole thing of we live in, you know, the greatest country in the world to have the freedoms to do as we please. And as long as he's not like causing harm to anybody. But I think the part that gets glanced over is we do have freedom of choice, but it's not freedom from consequence. So, yes, he has every right to refuse the vaccine because he may not agree with it. He may not agree with the science and all of these other things. But the NBA, as his employer, or in this case, I guess the Golden State Warriors, as his employer, has a right to say, all right, it's fine. You don't have to get the vaccine, but you can't play here. You got to go somewhere else. And I mean, that's something that he has to live with. If he's okay with it and being a multimillionaire, I don't think that he'll be personally hurting for any money or anything like that. Right. If he's willing to live with it, by all means, you know, let's, let's see yeah. that, where, where that leads to or where it goes. Yeah, Golden State's probably going to have to find a way to trade him. Um, kind of sucks because, again, training camp starts within a week, and now you have to kind of retool and kind of think of what you're coming into the season with. Um, this will be a situation where it'll be probably backlash for the fans. So they probably have no choice but to trade Wiggins. I don't know what they can get with Wiggins because Wiggins is one of those odd players is that he has a lot of potential. And then when he plays, he's a pretty good player. But this is when he wants to play. And a lot of times it's just about effort on the offensive and defensive side. And also just him being able to have a motor. And that was kind of his knock coming into the league that his motor could improve and they thought over the next what six, seven years that it would have. But it hasn't really shown any progression. Um, towards the end of the season last year when they had to play in, he played pretty good. He averaged actually 18 points per game. Um, but it was kind of one of those guys like, yeah, he's probably just filling the stat sheet. <laughs> he's not, you know, he's not really producing to where it's noticeable. Mm-hmm. Again, I think towards the end of the season and end of the um, the playoff play in, he, he did pretty good. He showed what he can do. But uh, with Clay coming back, those two rookies that um, Golden State has drafted with Wiseman as well, Draymond. Um, I mean, I, I don't see a situation where if they did let go of Wiggins, that they will be missing a whole lot. Um, although Clay might not come back to Christmas time, I think those other players can fill in and make the Warriors a playoff team again. Right. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I don't put him in that same realm that Kwame came from as far as oh, nah, no. that whole thing of like bus. I will put him in that space with Kwame for not living up to the ex- uh, expectations that were laid on him at the beginning of his career. Because I think mm-hmm. he came in and he was supposed to be the next LeBron or something along yeah. those lines. I was a big Wiggins fan. He was we played in Canada. Um, I man, I thought he was going to be the real deal. And even in college, I've seen a lot of it, but it just it you would see it here and there, but you just don't see it on a consistent basis. And then I forget that I think it was 2013, 2014 was the number one pick. Mm-hmm. So was he number one or number know. two? 
I think it was him and then Jabari Parker. I could be wrong. Because he came out with a uh, Embiid, right? Yeah, I think. Let me look this up because this is going to drive me crazy. Um, Yeah, he was 2014, round one, pick one. Oh, yeah, he was the number one pick in 2014. Wow. I was going by quick. Yeah, him and B played together in college, so I think B had to be what number two or number three, and then B set out for that year. Right, right. The bad back or knee year. It was something bad on him that he set out. I'm looking at these guys' ages. Like these guys are not old. Like Wiggins is 26, I think. And B is like 25, 27. Like wow. Man. No, they're not old. It's just that it's that whole one and done thing. Yeah. Yeah, been in the league for a minute. Um, uh, <laughs> other NBA news, um, nothing too major. Um, Lakers began practicing with some of the players. Uh, looks like your boy Russ is actually, speaking of jump shots, when we talked about Ben Simmons, is actually working on his jumper. Um, reports are saying that he is working on his form and he is working diligently to be a spot-up shooter to help LeBron spread the floor. So do you have confidence in your boy Brody making that adjustment to his game and the later years of his career? I do, because, you know, folks forget that when he first got started, he was actually a pretty decent shooter. Um, mm-hmm. Never really knocked down lights out from three or anything like that, but he was pretty steady mid-range, like an 80% free throw shooter. And I think the more that he started to take on as far as doing is where fundamentals and all the other stuff lacked and he started shooting more and more crappy as the years progressed but I think he's capable of being a decent enough shooter they don't need him to shoot 40% solid 35 and he'll do he'll he'll be fine he can't do he can't shoot 26 though 26 ain't gonna work no not at all I think it with LeBron and AD and everybody else around him I think he will fit in better than I thought he would just again we just have to see what happens when they get on the court um, Rondo developed a three point shot I'm sure <laughs> right um, so ESPN I don't know why they do this every year they top 50 NBA players I, I really hate this list I really do because it does not some of the uh Players doesn't make sense. I know you didn't get a chance to really look at it, but I kind of just wanted to give you a couple examples of why I don't like it. Um, so again, this is ESPN. This is not really the majority of you know people that watch basketball. I, to my knowledge, the way it looks. Right. So I'm gonna give you ranking the best players from 25 to six. I give you a couple examples. You let me know what you think. So they have Carl Anthony Towns as number 24 and Zion number 23. Uh, Drew Holiday number 22. All right. Well, Drew's probably the best two-way player in the in the game currently and he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of messed up. So they got Kyrie Irving as the number 20th player in the league. Really? Is that fair? Yeah, they have Chris Middleton over him. <laughs> 19. No, it's not because you got Drew where he's at. If you get Drew that far back, 
just off of I don't know if it's just off of star power alone you would have Kyrie where he is he is still a walking bucket um, yeah even if he didn't play a full season and considering that I'm pretty sure that KD and uh, Harden are going to be up there super high and they didn't play a full season nah I don't I'm already not liking this list I ain't like that list you said Cat uh, was number 25 yeah and then they have Chris Paul as number 13 and I'm like over Kyrie. Like, I think I would switch them spots maybe. Like, if you're gonna do that, if he's not in your top ten, he has to be in your top fifteen. Um Paul George. Top 15. Yeah. Paul George is number twelve. Over Drew Holiday. Uh, <laughs> uh number eleven, your boy Bradley Bill. Over um, Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number right. ten, James James Harden, and I'm like, damn, that's kind of even for Harden, that's kind of low, like ten. All right, Anthony Davis is number nine, Damian Lillard is number eight, Joel oh. B is number seven, and rounding off from twenty five to six, Nikola Jokic. How's Dame that high? Ah. Uh, I, don't, I mean, again, this is ESPN. This list, I, they haven't, I guess, announced the five through one. I'm guessing it's like KD, LeBron, Kawhi, Giannis. You know, but is it based on popularity? <laughs> I don't know what this is. I, it's what it looks like. Like even with the, so they had Devin Booker at 15, Jason Tatum at 14. I mean, you can swap them out if I guess. But your boy Jimmy Buck is at 16. I like Trey Young a lot, but they I don't have Trey Young over Kyrie. I don't, and I don't have Donovan Mitchell at number 18. So it's just like it's ESPN. I don't I don't know who creates these lists. Like I don't know who they listen to, and then they got Rudy Gobert at number 25. He's overrated. Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I ain't, ain't going to hit him with no Shaq logic to where, you know, he shouldn't be making 250 million. But yeah, your boy might be a little overrated. Yeah, I'm kind of, well, yeah, I'm kind of shocked that they gave him that much. But it was, oh, so back to your Hall of Fame question, it was says if Rudy Gobert wins defensive player again, is he locked for Hall of Fame? And I was like, you know what, damn it. If, Ben Wallace is in the Hall of Fame. Rudy Colbert most likely have to be in the Hall of Fame too, don't you think? No. It, those aren't the same <laughs> kind of careers. I mean, because how long has Colbert been the defensive player of the year? It's what, two, three seasons maybe? Three. I think they said if he went another one or something like that, that'd be number four. So, I mean, I guess that puts him in that same space as uh, Big Ben as far as the accolades themselves are concerned, but he would need a ring. Mm. He needs a ring to get in, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know if that's happening in Utah. If anything, this was the year for Utah to win it. They were the number one team in the league. Um, they played the Clippers that was hobbled. Um, they should have got to the Western Conference Finals, in my opinion. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, that is ending my NBA news. We only got a couple things with the NFL, nothing too major. Um, what you mean, nothing too major? The Lions. <laughs> oh, the Lions lost again. 
to the Packers on Monday Night Football, seventeen thirty-five. Can't bet on Mister Monday Night, man. You can't go against Aaron Rodgers yeah. on Monday Night. So there was a better. He bet it. I believe it was twenty-five dollars. Was a sixteen-game parlay. He actually got all the games correct. He bet it for the Lions and Packers, and he decided, you know what? Green Bay had a bad week one. I'm going to pick the Lions, and he lost. <laughs> he lost a chance at 726k, but MGM was nice enough to make an exception for him just because he got so close, and everybody seen the efforts that he put in to get this 16 bar game parlay correct. He gave him 100k. I'd be good with that too. Mm. Any type of money, I'd be good with. So I guess shout out to him. I know he will never pick the Lions to win anything again. Um, Only got to get burned once. <laughs> Just a couple of games I want to go over, sir. Um, you text me. I'm not going to repeat exactly what you said, but you st- when it was the New Orleans Saints against the Panthers, who the Panthers right now have the number one defense in the league after two or three weeks. Um, yeah, Saints lost seven twenty six. Molly Wap James Winston was eleven. For 22, 111 yards, two interceptions. Mm. Um, you know, Sam Darrell had a pretty good game 26, 38, 300, actually 305 yards, two touchdowns. Chris McCaffrey did his thing on the ground with 72 rushing yards. And yeah, so the talks of the Jameis era is that kind of on halt right now since you, you know you're a resident of the Saints. <laughs> I will be very honest and said I was never really big on uh, Jameis. Um, just watching him at Tampa Bay, never really big on him. He has a big arm, but his decision making has always been questionable at best. And I guess it's being nice without getting too graphic as far as words I can use or colorful with words I can use. <laughs> so to see him revert back to doing, I mean, the line didn't really block for him all that well either. And taking nothing away from Carolina. I think it's the best defense in the league at the, at, at this moment. So, I mean, it, it, it's kind of crazy, but it was to be expected. Um, they got New England Sunday, and that one's going to be a toss-up. Uh, I'm hoping that we can get some pressure on that rookie quarterback there and, and see if we can't get some things going, but he's cooler than the other side of the fan for the most, uh, other side of the pillow for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's all I got to say about my Saints. Uh, Justin Fields is starting for the Bears, though, uh, due to Andy Dalton being hurt. Oh, because he's hurt. I didn't know he got hurt. Wow. Well, yeah, hurt uh, in the game last week, and uh, I think Justin ended up finishing out the game, and they made mm-hmm. it official that he was going to be starting this week. Okay, yeah, because it looks like they beat the Bengals by three. Carolina's on the night. They got Houston. They should beat the hell out of Houston. Uh, yeah, Tyrod Taylor got hurt, so now they have like their th- third string quarterback third from Stanford. String, yeah, third string going. Um, yeah, tragic. <laughs> my man Carson went sprained both ankles last week. I said, what? <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah, he strained both ankles last week. Which why? Okay, so yeah, he was twenty. First of all, the Rams and Colts play. Rams one two and two and zero. I got the Rams coming out the NFC, but Carson went out over the uh, over the books. Yeah, I got yep with the upset. I got how. I don't know. I just How you have a feeling. Brady. 
I'm going to take my chances. I wouldn't bet no money on it, but I'm taking my chances. <laughs> then you ain't really taking the, you ain't taking no chance then. Go and put your money, <laughs> put your money up. Bet on Brady. Nah. I'm nah. taking that one. Yeah, they Carson Wentz had it. Actually. Oh, they do? Oh. Yep, they play okay, Sunday. I'm going to pay attention on that one. Oh, yeah, so he looks like he did twist his ankle. Um... 20 and 31 He just can't catch a break man And you know I'm Somewhat of a Colts fan But I have no expectations For Carson Wentz Just because he's Very injury prone I wouldn't say Nothing about like Oh he's Like D. Rose Because D. Rose Really had an impact His first few years And I know Carson Wentz Was very highly Like How Coming out of the draft He had a good year or two But Man he can't escape The injury bug It's crazy Let's get them boys That The Super Bowl or was that the other boy? Um, he got them to a great record, and he and then it was Nick Foles that came in and took them to that championship game and won. If he get enough time, he's solid. He's solid. I, I'll give him. Yeah, he's he's not horrible. He just got a lot of bad shit, basically. That always get encounters. That um, Dallas game gonna be interesting too. Uh, they got the Eagles Monday night. I get a chance to see Justin. That will Justin. be interesting. Ooh, it hurts. Justin on under the big bright lights. It will be good. The Eagles look pretty decent this year, so yeah, that definitely will be a good game. Uh, this week coming up, Packers 49ers, yes, Broncos, Dolphins, Rams. So um, Lions go against Ravens. Um, picking That's the Ravens, a toss of course. Up. Oh, you think it's a toss up? It's well, a yeah, toss up because Ly- Lamar don't really hold on to the ball. He doesn't protect the ball like he should as a scrambling mm-hmm. quarterback. Gotcha. So it'll forever be a toss-up. Unless they start oh, blowing him out of the water or something. Mm-hmm. And then kind of round off Bears and Browns and Chargers and Chiefs, Cardinals, Jaguars. And again, like you said, Panthers and Texans. So yeah, kind of a slow week for the NFL. But um, hopefully after this week, we can have some more news on it. Because really, last week, news was... Pretty much Green Bay bouncing back, Cowboys beating the Chargers, and also the um, Raiders and Steelers and Big Ben getting hurt again as a pectoral or rib injury. So a lot of people are hoping that Cam goes to Pittsburgh. Hey, Cam, just go to Pittsburgh. Don't they still got, um, what's his face? They got Rudolph. Yeah, they got Rudolph and Haskins, but from what I'm hearing, when I was reading that they're not too confident in Haskins. Yeah, neither one of them, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you get for not drafting. I mean, Rudolph came from the Lions, actually. He was a backup for the Lions. So, I mean, that comes from not drafting the quarterback when they had a chance. Rudolph's the kid that supposedly said the N-word and almost got his head taken off by Miles Garrett, right? Perhaps. Allegedly. I mean, it never came from it, but yeah, it is. He said, he said the N word, and he tried to rip it. He hit him with a helmet. He didn't try to hit him. He hit him nah, with he, his helmet. Yeah, he went ballistic. I mean, you know, you gotta watch. You gotta watch what you say now. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything you would like to end the Roundtable Sports podcast with? It was a short episode, but we got to the point. Um. I got some mellow slander. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> they said... Uh, let, let Mellow breathe, man. Let him get his ring this year. He don't get a ring. He ain't a Hall of Famer. He not? Nah. 
I mean, he'll get in based off of popularity and stuff. I get that. I, I've given up on the thought of making it, you know, the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. matter or something along those lines. It doesn't really feel like those. It feels like it's more accolades and popularity. But most of the accolades that come are from a sense of popularity, not really with things that they've done over the years and all. So, hell, right. with T-Max there, you know. <laughs> True. Uh, you know how I feel about T-Max being there. You know, man. D-Rose in there now. I ain't getting no hate mail. I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> your, your Hall of Fame takes, boy. You just, you. I think you had warm. Who was one player? You was like absolutely. Now you warmed up to him being. There. I think it was Allen Iverson. No, was it Allen Iverson or no? Or was it Grant, Grant Hill Hall of Fame? It Grant Hill. That was Grant Hill that I had to play. Like, right. Oh, I guess <laughs> he ain't had no damn knees, and then. After oh, not man. having no knees or ankles, one of them he lost because he ankles. just kept hurting them. And yeah. oh, he's a Hall of Famer. I'm like, how, Sway? How? How do you? Nah. <laughs> yeah, I ain't touching that one. <laughs> I remember uh, one of my buddies called me like, Red Hill, not in the Hall of Fame. Nah, before he's, I didn't even say hello. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I didn't say that, but that's just his opinion. <laughs> so. I don't Good. see it, bro. I just don't see it. Getting feedback. That's all that matters. I mean, but, you know, Ben Wallace made it in, and he only had six good years with the Pistons. I guess eight if we're being technical, but still. Seven or eight? Because they went to the it. Easter Conference Finals like five years in a row. I think I would have put Rasheed in there before I put Ben in. I, I ain't know. put neither one of them in there, but you know. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Well, oh wait, that, that, oh, that was the last thing was they did. Uh, they were talking about Rashid coming, talk uh, talking about the the generations and whatnot. And he mm. said that there's a ton of players playing in this era that wouldn't have been able to make it in his. And when he got to Brian, he said that dude would still have been nice because he's big and all of that, but he might not have been what he was. Now, mm. where do you think that she's getting this whole thought of his era of basketball? Cause Brian came in, I think around the time that she yeah. was in his prime. Yeah, he had just when um, that whole O three draft came in. He's important. That I next, thought. yeah, that next year he had joined the Pistons. They won the title or something like that. They had yeah. won the title. So um, LeBron had a taste of that era a little bit. Um. I don't know. I I don't think it went from Rashid. I don't think it's hating or anything, but I do think that players like see LeBron, his free throw shooting, see the lack of like dominance, like offensively. Maybe the only time we've seen LeBron really dominant offense when he was in Miami. But um, yeah, I think they look at that and they feel like they could lock it up. Plus, you can be a little bit more physical. But LeBron is like six eight, two fifty plus, like not gonna just manhandle him like right. that so I think if the if it got aggressive he's gonna play more aggressive so you know I don't know that's just like you said kind of like we're we're the OGs and I Rashid and them are the OGs and we looking like yeah we could have took him never know but I think 
You're shooting is right. LeBron can definitely hang. I think KD could hang. There's a lot of players that can really hang. I can't think of anyone right off the top of the my head. They're like, oh man, I don't know if they can really hang out with the guys in the nineties. James Harden. You don't think? Oh, maybe. I mean, they were knocking can, the hell out of you for coming into the lane, and you also had guys playing you 94 feet up the floor, and that's something. Yeah, and that you can hand present. check too. Yeah, so. that's something that isn't present in today's game. And I mean, mm-hmm. when Corey Brewer was doing the doing hitting them 94 feet up the floor, you just saw how frustrated he get, and it then changed the rules and they stopped doing the shit to him. So I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all I get. I'm just curious. Well, yeah, I don't think ben, maybe Ben Simmons wouldn't be. I mean, you, yeah. you didn't need a three pointer in the nineties for real. They, they probably play. Uh, uh-uh, you ain't bringing that ball up. You're not Magic. Get your big ass down there. <laughs> get the post. <laughs> yeah, I need hooks. Well. Thank everybody for joining this episode of the Roundtable Sports Podcast. You can catch us, us catch us on Apple, Anchor, Google Podcasts, all platforms that support podcasts. Um, I can't run them all right off the back, but yeah, check that out and also check out our Instagram page at Roundtable Sports Podcast. And yeah, that will be it. That's a wrap.